and you're on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Coming to you from the shores of the Indian River on Florida's scenic Treasure Coast. And bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story. Now more than ever, here to convince you that reality is usually scoffed at, and illusion is usually king. We're streaming live on iHeartRadio and available as a podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. Go over there and follow me on Twitter at RightNowJimDawes. Or you can shoot me an email. The address is RightNowJimDawes at gmail.com. Or call the vent line and leave your rants at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. Well, like you, I am dealing with the uh, the fallout to this coronavirus, this mass panic that we're uh, experiencing right now. And I've got uh, two daughters and an elderly mother and... Uh, doing everything I can to make sure that everybody is prepped and ready to weather this storm. I hope you and your family are, uh, are able to, uh, to adapt to the new reality that we're experiencing. As I said, weeks ago, the, the fallout of this, the mass hysteria, the panic around the coronavirus represents a much greater threat to your family and, uh, and the public's safety and the actual uh, virus. Now, I'm not predicting the future. Uh, if if it gets worse, I will eat my words. But uh, at this point, it appears that uh, the economic and um, uh, just the the violence that this virus is doing to our way of life in this country is unprecedented as far as the virus goes. And if I look in history and I look at uh, the H1N1 at this this point in the viral outbreak, there was never any sort of um, uh, mass hysteria around previous outbreaks that there is to this. So I hope you've uh, you've got uh, plenty of food in the house uh, that you're able to stay inside and that uh, all of your family are safe and uh, and accounted for. Last night we had another uh, primary. This one in it was scheduled for five states: Arizona, Illinois, Florida, Ohio, and Kentucky. But Ohio and Kentucky postponed their their primaries. Biden won big in the three states that uh, went forward with their primaries, especially here in Florida. After Bernie Sanders uh, went on this speaking tour praising the communist government in Cuba, he uh, he he took a big loss but he also lost in arizona and illinois and uh now joe biden has a clear path to the nomination it's only a matter of time before bernie uh steps steps out uh, he's under extreme pressure he's trying to extract some some socialist concessions from biden before he uh he packs in his campaign but you know watching this um well i guess i'll play this uh this clip just uh out of consideration for consideration for old Joe of Biden's uh, campaign victory speech last night. Today, it looks like once again, in Florida and Illinois, we're still awaiting to hear from Arizona. Our campaign has had a very good night. We've moved closer to securing the Democratic Party's nomination for president. And we're doing it by building a broad coalition that we need to win in November. 
with strong support from the African-American community, the Latino community, high school educated people, educated people like the folks I grew up with in my own neighborhood, labor, teachers, suburban women, veterans, firefighters, uh-huh. and so many more. And we're doing it with a common vision. Senator Sanders and I may disagree on tactics, but we share a common vision. For the need to provide affordable health care for all Americans, reduce income inequity that has risen so drastically, to tackling the existential threat of our time, climate change. Senator Sanders and his supporters have brought a remarkable passion and tenacity to all of these issues. <laughs> Old Joe was very low energy last night. That was the that was the primaries that uh, pretty much cinched the nomination for him. He's still not over the top, but there's a very Looking at the map going forward, there's no way that uh, Bernie's going to be able to come back. So Biden was low energy, uh, sort of mumbling, seemed very tired. His poly, uh, poly grip was failing him, and he spent a lot of that time in his victory speech trying to keep his dentures in his mouth. And you wonder what the case that Biden is going to make against Donald Trump. Is he going to go in there and say, well, I have uh, superior management skills to uh, Donald Trump? Biden spent... Uh, almost his entire career, well, I guess he, he has spent his entire career in government. And uh, and he's flip-flopped on every uh, big issue out there. He has, uh, has no record of success to run on. His health is failing. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see whether he can get to the end of this primary in this general election campaign uh, without uh, coming down with a virus. And if he if he does catch it, it's going to be a much bigger uh, drain on his campaign than it would be to the president, who is, uh, despite his his age, he's in his his early 70s, is much more vigorous and uh, and healthy. But this is going to be all about the economy election. By the time next November rolls around, it's going to be trying to recover from the economy uh, the the hit that the economy took during the coronavirus outbreak, and uh, Trump has every uh, metric going for him because he was the one that really revved up this economy and sent it to new heights before this uh, this virus took its toll. A lot of people are asking, uh, in light of uh, these primaries that are being postponed and sus- suspended. I mentioned that Ohio and Kentucky postponed theirs, uh, but prior to that, uh, Louisiana and several other states had postponed theirs as well. I think there's uh, there's been six states so far that have postponed primaries. Um, it's not going to be long before you start hearing uh, predictions, predicting the future, that uh, Trump will cancel the election and appoint himself uh, dictator for life. And... Uh, and this is uh, this is going to be a real issue because if this if this virus does persist through the summer months and come back even stronger <clears throat> next fall, is it actually going going to be safe to hold a general election? <clears throat> you know, you got these poll workers out there, almost all of who are elderly, that run these elections, and after the government telling you to avoid crowds and keep this uh, this six foot distance from everybody else, are they really going to send people to the polls to line up uh, to vote in a general election? You know, we've had uh, uh, elections in in trying times before, like wars and uh, and depressions, 
But we have never been faced with uh, this set of circumstances where, uh, you know, in order to protect public safety, you have to keep people apart. And there's going to have to be some serious thought about how to conduct this election that gives everybody a fair chance to vote while at the same time protecting the public health. So the market uh, made an attempt to come back from Monday's disastrous day yesterday. On Monday, uh, they, the market was down 3,000 points, the greatest percentage point loss since 1987. And, uh, of course, that was prompted <clears throat> by the Federal Reserve by the Federal Reserve uh, on Sunday evening, making an unprecedented Sunday afternoon that they were going to drop uh, the prime interest rates to 0% and pump $500 billion into the economy. That sort of freaked the markets out. The markets were already set to open down as profit takers moved in off of uh, Friday's rally. And, um, and then... Jerome Powell took the opportunity to uh, to make this announcement uh, prior to the marketing opening, uh, prior to the market opening, and there uh, and he unleashed this quantitative easing, which uh, he's pumping billions and billions of dollars into the banking system, uh, trying to make uh, cheap money available. the The bankers are now borrowing money from the Federal Reserve basically for free. And then they're turning around and charging 21% interest rates to uh, credit card holders. And if you don't understand what uh, the so-called quantitative easing is, I've got this clip here, sort of describes and explains it for you. And there's a lot of talk of quantitative easing. What, quantitative that's a term easing, we hear yes. all the time. That's a term you hear a lot at the moment, yes. Yeah, what exactly is quantitative easing? Well, I can answer this because actually we're advising um, a couple of governments about this right at the moment. And what are you saying to them? Well, what perhaps is... I should just take you through what we're telling them to do. Yeah, sure. I mean, I right. won't go into a lot of detail. No, that's be good. Discreet, but this will mm. give you an idea of how quantitative easing works. Yep. Take printer out of box and mm. place on table with the out tray facing the window. The out tray facing the window. That's right. Load paper into the paper receptacle and place currency on glass tray F. Right. Check alignment by printing out a test page. Right. Go into copy settings and select double-sided and the number of copies you require. How many would you suggest? In the case of one of our clients, it's 80 billion. 120 billion in the case of another client, and one client wants a trillion of these things. Can you get printers to do that? No, you can't. You're going to need a bank of them. I mean, it's a multi printed big job. ones. Yeah, yeah, big industrial strength. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Big like a Bofors gun, all facing yeah. the window. Yeah. 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 Uh, once you've ascertained um, that uh, you have the alignment correct, yeah. uh, you alert the banking sector, open the window, and press copy. And stand well back. Yes, you've got to stand well back because they can create a bit of a vacuum while reaching cruising height. Whereabouts? In the super fund industry very often. And you'd have to consider the wind direction too, oh, wouldn't you? you don't yeah. want to be doing this upwind. No, because you'd be covered in pretend money, couldn't you? you covered in what? Pretend money. Now, this is not pretend money. This is real currency we're creating. But aren't you just printing it off? I mean, these are photocopies, aren't they? Excuse me. Dave, this is not going to work. Because I've just explained it to a bloke and he saw through it straight away. Are you in banking? No. No, he's... They're, they're pushing a lot of this pretend money out there. It's going to have extreme inflationary pressures on the economy at the same time when the federal government's starting uh, to talk about instituting a guaranteed income. The, uh, the Andrew Yang prescription is to send everybody a check. It, initially, it started at $1,000 per 
household. And now uh, Bernie Sanders, of course, and his uh, Marxist zeal is not going to miss this opportunity. And he's he's uh, proposing to double that. And there's going to be just after Mitt Romney on the Republican side uh, capitulated and started proposing a guaranteed income for all, uh, there's going to be huge pressures on Washington to basically transition uh, this uh, this economy to a, a guaranteed income. If they put that in place, they can say that it's going to be for the short term uh, to deal with this emergency. But the the political pressure as people get used to getting a, a, a guaranteed income every month is going to be hard for uh, Washington to resist. We're going to run out to a break. Stick with us. We'll be right back on Right Now with Jim Dawes. If you are trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it totally destroyed me. If you've tried to fix your drinking and drug problem and you know you can't do it alone, you need to call the National Treatment Advisors. They'll immerse you into a 30-day program to replace your old habits with new habits and totally change your life. And if you have PPO, private health insurance, the entire program may be covered. Fix your problem right now before it gets any worse. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 800-957-6209-800-957-6209-800-957-6209. That's 800-957-6209. Well, you wonder how how this market's going to come back, uh, if it's going to be able to recover over the summer, and then what will be the impacts again as the the, uh, virus moves back in next fall. Uh, The president is making his case that uh, everybody should remain calm and that uh, this market will turn around once the virus passes. Is the U.S. economy heading into a recession? Well, it may be. We're not thinking in terms of recession. We're thinking in terms of the virus. Once we stop, I think there's a tremendous pent-up demand, both in terms of the stock market and in terms of the economy. And once this goes away, once it uh, goes through and we're done with it, I think you're going to see a tremendous, a tremendous surge. Best thing I can do for the stock market is we have to get through this crisis. That's what I can do. That's the best thing we can do. That's what I think about. Uh, once uh, once this virus is gone, uh, I think you're going to have a stock market like nobody's ever seen before. You know, Trump is sort of the uh, the cheerleader in chief. He's he he understands like Ronald Reagan understood that uh, the way you uh, rev an economy is by altering the perception of it. If people perceive that the economy is going to be bad, they're not going to they're not going to go in these. Uh, these traders hang on Washington's every word to try to determine, you know, what they should believe and what they, how they should uh, invest. So Donald Trump is uh, to the best he can under the circumstances, trying to point up uh, the the positive uh, and the opportunities that uh, exist on wall street as a result of this. And he's quite right uh, because the market is so low. There are huge deals to be had in the market. Here's uh, an analyst on CNBC yesterday. Uh, n- not really. Uh, we're, we know that one of the things we've got to do 
uh, when we when we hit a bear market that's going to be accompanied by a recession, which is our conclusion, is that we've got to take steps to really defend portfolios. We've promised our clients that, and we continue to do that. So we're doing things that we're reducing our exposure to equities, not a lot anymore, just small steps. And we're also obviously shifting some of the uh, the components of the equity component of the portfolio to some of the defensive sectors. Uh, Bob mentioned it, healthcare, consumer staples, utilities, technology still acting okay, and communication services still acting okay. So we're doing some small things, uh, reducing our international exposure, uh, but nothing really great. So we're, we're a little bit worried because we still don't see the so-called light at the end of the tunnel or the end of the current uh, problems for the economy and a recovery. And we won't see that until we start to see uh, containment of the of the coronavirus. So we're still on the defensive side, but I will say this, is that although we're on the defensive side, uh, our clients and ourselves are very encouraged by valuation levels. This stuff is getting really, really cheap. We don't like to be defensive, especially when things are so cheap, but we've got to see better signs that the economic problems are going to end and a recovery uh, begin, and we don't see that yet. Well, on the the positive side of the ledger, uh, yesterday, uh, U.S. researchers reportedly administered the very first vaccine trials, the first shot to the participant in a clinical trial. It's an ex- experimental vaccine, uh, and it's uh, designed to protect against this virus. Going from not even knowing that there was a virus out there to having any vaccine and testing in about two months is really unprecedented. But um, here is Dr. Fauci, Anthony Fauci, who's uh, been labeled now America's doctor, talking about these trials. Vaccine candidate that was given the first injection for the first person took place today. You might recall when we first started, I said it would be two to three months. And if we did that, that would be the fastest we've ever gone from obtaining the sequence to being able to do a phase one trial. This has been now 65 days, which I believe is the record. Uh, What it is, it's a trial of 45 normal individuals between the ages of 18 and 55. The trial is taking place place in Seattle. There will be two uh, injections, one at zero day, first one, then 28 days. There will be three separate doses, 25 milligrams, 100 milligrams, 250 milligrams, and the individuals will be followed for one year, both for safety and whether it induces the kind of response that we predict would be protective. And that's exactly what I've been telling this group over and over again. So it's happened. The first injection was today. Actually, it wasn't what Fauci was telling people. Fauci had um, contradicted the president. The president said uh, we were going to cut through red tape and push forward the development of an, the development of a vaccine in record time. And uh, he has delivered on that promise. You know, again and again, the president makes mistakes that the media run out and call irresponsible and, uh, and wrong. And again and again, the president turns out to be correct. You would recall uh, originally the World Health Organization said that the mortality rate to the coronavirus was three and a half percent. The president came out and said it was nowhere near that because um, many more people were uh, uh, exposed or uh, had the coronavirus than than the public health professionals were aware of. So that would drive down the mortality rate. And uh, everybody uh, said that, you know, he was uh, he was minimizing 
the danger. Turns out that Trump is correct. Uh, the the uh, experts are now saying that the the mortality rate is uh, between somewhere between point one percent and point zero one percent. Trump has uh, has predicted that these vaccines were going to be ready and that they were going to push this out there. It turns out that he is correct, and he's also said that. Uh, in the meantime, they're going to work on therapeutic uh, drugs that will uh, I- increase the survivability. And we are now learning that uh, several trials are uh, underway that show uh, great promise in these uh, therapeutics. Here's a clip of Trump announcing these vaccine trials. I'm also pleased to report today that a vaccine candidate has begun the phase one clinical trial. This is one of the fastest vaccine development launches in history, not even close. We're also racing to develop antiviral therapies and other treatments. And we've had some promising results, early results, but promising to reduce the severity and the duration of the the symptoms. And I have to say that uh, our government is prepared to do whatever it takes, whatever it takes we're doing. We're doing it in every way. so this is a guy that's got a little bit of experience in uh, in crisis management, uh, you know, by virtue of uh, his his long history in business. He uh, he has really calmed down uh, and sort of uh, reined in his political response. He will still res- respond to political attacks and to misinformation that's being uh, put out there in the media, but. Absent that, if he's if he's not defending himself and his team's reaction to this virus, and he's not responding or trying to correct the record with the disinformation that the media puts out, he's uh, he's conducting this in a very uh, 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 boss-like manner. He's assembled a team of experts. He's demanding that they produce. He's taking the heat for them. And uh, and he's making great progress. If you if you tried to close your eyes and imagine Joe Biden in the same situation that Donald Trump is in right now, I don't think you could make a case that Joe Biden would have either the skills or the energy to uh, to perform as well. Joe Biden's first response uh, after the uh, virus, when the uh, the Congress was bogged down in impeachment and the president was closing air travel to China was to call Trump a racist. Coronavirus emanated from China. A national emergency, you know, worldwide alerts. The American people need to have a president who they can trust what he says about it, that he is going to act rationally about it. In moments like this, this is where the credibility of president is most needed as he explains what we should and should not do. This is no time for Donald Trump's record of hysteria, xenophobia, hysterical xenophobia, to uh, and fear-mongering. Oh, my God. I mean, you, Joe Biden doesn't even have any responsibility uh, at this point. He has the luxury of being able to stand on the sideline and throw rocks. And, uh, and his so low energy... And running back to the Democrats' playbook of calling everything they disagree with racist. (laughs) 
just really shows you if, if people are flooding our border and, and uh, collapsing our health care system and taking jobs, well, that's racist. If uh, people are coming in that are infecting your population with a deadly virus and, and you move to stop it, well, that's racist. Everything is racist for the Democrats. We'll talk more about that when we come back from these messages. Uh, in light of Trump's effective response and making uh, progress against this virus, they've fallen back to their playbook, calling everything with which they disagree with or that makes them look mistaken racist. Stick with us. We'll be right back after these messages right here on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. This episode is sponsored by schwans.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America First perspective. So in almost each and every case, the information that Donald Trump uh, gave out in regard to this coronavirus, that he was being accused of spreading false information, all that information has turned out to be true. The death rate, the uh, exposure to, uh, to the virus from international travel, he was called a racist when he closed the uh, closed flights from China, and then he was called a xenophobe when he closed China, uh, flights from Europe. <clears throat> and uh, and now the rest of the world is is following suit. Uh, yes, borders matter, and if you're going to protect your population and and be able to limit your exposure to outside infections, you have to you have to protect your borders. And, uh, and now we see, despite the fact that they were saying, well, there's no way that a vaccine is going to be available in a short time frame, that they have already moved to uh, trials. And, uh, and they accused him of uh, holding out false hopes with regard uh, to therapeutic drugs. And it turns out that, yes, uh, we're having some really good success uh, from therapeutic drugs. The problem on that front is that a lot of these therapeutic drugs that they're now saying that are effective in preventing and uh, treating the virus uh, come from China (laughs) because uh, our geniuses in Washington, D.C. have moved all of our pharmaceutical production offshore. 
But John Nolte over there at uh, Breitbart has come up with a, a list of the misinformation that the media has been putting out in regard to, uh, to Trump. And, uh, and you got to keep in mind that this is in light of their performance over, um, well, I guess the last uh, 10 years or so, uh, they caused riots, uh, nationwide with their coverage of the, um, Zimmerman case and gave rise to this black lives matter movement that, uh, went on a, uh, a, an assassination spree against police officers. Then when Trump was elected, they, uh, they fomented and, and put forward this hoax that Russia had elected Donald Trump and that, um, the, the new administration was somehow some sort of Manchurian candidate did their best to, to cripple, uh, the president of the United States with, with a story, the Russia hoax story that was, ridiculous on its face and now they're doing it again in response to this coronavirus and uh and i just want to go through some of these these lies that john nolte has documented the most recent of which is that uh trump told governors that they're on their own that they should uh, get their own ventilators and uh that they can't look to the federal government for support it was a selectively edited quote that was an obvious and shameless lie by the New York Times that uh, put this out there. All the other news media picked it up and ran with it. What Trump had told them is that the federal government was moving as fast as they can to distribute uh, respirators and ventilators, but if they had the opportunity to uh, procure those devices on the private market, that they should move ahead with that as well because it would be uh, much quicker uh, than relying on the federal government. At least eight New York Times authors shared that uh, that deceptively edited quote. The Times journalists omitted the bulk of the president's statement as they shared the story on social media and in their newspapers. The president's full quote was respirators, ventilators, all of that equipment. Try getting it yourselves. We will be backing you, but try getting it yourselves. Point of sales are much better, much more direct if you can get it yourselves. He told the, he was basically telling the governors, "Do what you can while we do what we can do," and of course that is uh, exactly the advice that uh, a, a CEO would get. It's an all uh, is a full court press. We're going to be getting you respirators and ventilators while we ramp up our capacity. If you can get them on your own, proceed with that as well. There was a story. Uh, that was that was circulating from Reuters and and in the Guardian newspaper and of course the New York Times and MSNBC that claimed that Donald Trump tried to get a monopoly on the coronavirus vaccine. He uh, he he found out his administration did that there were uh, promising trials uh, in in Germany of developing a coronavirus vaccine. And, and Trump had uh, tried to uh, secure our uh, intellectual property to that. And they accused him of, of trying to get a monopoly on the vaccine. At one time, they were accusing Trump of uh, uh, considering a nationwide curfew that uh, he was, it was uh, about to implement. That was good old Jim Scudo 
over there at CNN, who is a proven serial liar. His uh, his tweet went out. There is a- there are active discussions within the Trump administration to encourage a possible curfew across the nation in which non-essential businesses would have to close by a certain time. It was never true. It was designed to sow panic. Uh, the president uh, was saying, you know, what they what they were considering was um, was uh, the same policies that uh, that are being instituted in uh, in Spain and Italy uh, that would limit people's uh, exposure by encouraging them to stay inside except for all uh, essential travel outside. At one time, the president was pointing out that uh, he had uh, recruited Google to put together a website that would direct people where their um, their closest uh, source of a, a coronavirus test would be. Google said that uh, they were rolling it out locally before it could be rolled out nationally, and the media jumped on that by saying that, uh, oh, well, the president lied. Google's not really doing that. And it turned out that, uh, it, that uh, yes, indeed, Google and a subsidiary uh, were, were engaged in that effort. And now that, uh, that, that website is up and running in record time and directing people on the West Coast in, in two of the most affected regions, California and Washington, where to go to get their coronavirus test. And it is uh, being rolled out next in, uh, in New York, where there's also a major outbreak. One of the big lies that the media told was that uh, Trump had declared the coronavirus a hoax. They're still out there forwarding that one. And, and uh, it's been picked up by Joe Biden and the Democrats. It was a, a desperate lie that took, um, actually went in and, and clipped one of the president's sentences at one of his rallies in order to, to misrepresent that. Even Politico uh, debunked that lie. What the president said was the the Democrats claiming uh, that the president and the administration were not taking it seriously was itself a hoax. CNN continues to this day to spread that lie. <laughs> and of course, one of the major uh, lies they put forward is that uh, the president calling the virus a foreign virus or the Wuhan virus is somehow racist. As I've pointed out on this show, uh, there are unlimited examples of the mainstream media referring to the virus as exactly what it is, a, uh, a foreign virus that, that uh, originated in the Wuhan region of China. I'm not going to play that clip again. It goes on and on. There was a, there was the most recent lie that the media is putting forward is that the administration rejected test kits from the World Health Organization. That's a, a lie that uh, Joe Biden has picked up and run with as well. First of all, they never offered these test kits, and the reason that the CDC didn't reach out and try to avail themselves of these test kits is because they were wrong almost as much as they were right. They had a 45% error rate. 
That is a worthless test. <laughs> you could flip a coin if it's 50-50 and, uh, and save yourself the, uh, the, the trouble of going through those tests. Ah, uh, let's see. Yeah, remember the story where uh, uh, Trump was uh, muzzling and and uh, and silencing Dr. Fauci. <laughs> Fauci went out and said, "No, I'm I'm uh, saying exactly what I want to say when I want to say it." And then several times he uh, contradicted the president, and it turned out on those times that he contradicted the president, the president turned out to be correct. But the the media trying to accuse Trump of racism and uh, and continuing to engage in this misinformation that they're putting out is just continuing their long pattern of irresponsible behavior. While they were focused on impeachment, and it was an impeachment 24-7. Donald Trump, at the same time he was addressing and coordinating his defense to the impeachment over the Ukraine hoax, was taking action to limit our exposure to this virus and mobilizing the public health sector to address it. And now uh, they're turning around and accusing him of racism and uh, and incompetence in addressing this. Now, uh, I guess it was uh, last week that I played you a clip of Gavin Newsom, the Democrat governor of California, praising the administration and the president and, and their response to this virus. Well, now... Uh, we've got a similar clip from none other than Andrew Como, the smarter of the the Como brothers, uh, governor of New York, of course, and he too is praising uh, the administration and the president's response to this crisis. Done before, uh, the, this government has done uh, somersaults. It's performed better than ever before. I am telling you, this government cannot meet this crisis without the resources and capacity of the federal government. Uh, I spoke to the president this morning again. Uh, He is ready, willing, and able to help. I've been speaking with members of his staff late last night, early this morning. We need their help, especially on the hospital capacity issue. We need FEMA. FEMA has tremendous resources. When I was at HUD, I worked with FEMA. I know what they can do. I know what the Army Corps of Engineers can do. Uh, They have a capacity that we simply do not have. I said to the president, uh, who is a New Yorker, who I've known for many, many years, I put so now they want to p- point out that the president is a New Yorker and uh, and align themselves with him, but while at the same time, New York and the government in New York under Andrew Como had mobilized the resources of their state government and their court system to attack this president. They actually passed a law in New York uh, that was specifically aimed at the president uh, forcing uh people who had done business with him as accounting firms and, uh, and other financial institutions to turn over records regarding Donald Trump. It was a blatantly unconstitutional law, but, but, you know, before the coronavirus, New York under Andrew Como was entirely mobilized to attack this president. Now, suddenly 
He's the president's best friend because the president is a fellow New Yorker. My hand out in partnership. I want to work together 100 uh, percent. I need your help. I want your help. Uh, and New Yorkers will do everything they can to be good partners with the federal government. I think the president was 100 percent sincere in saying that he wanted to work together uh, in partnership in a spirit of cooperation. He has taken evidence that uh, his team has been on it. I know a team when they're on it and I know a team when they're not on it. His team is on it. They've been responsive late at night, early in the morning, uh, and they've uh, thus far been doing everything that they can do. And I want to say thank you. And I want to say that I appreciate it. And they will have nothing but cooperation and partnership uh, from the state of New York. Well, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. Now that uh, now that the uh, the state of New York needs cooperation from the president, they're glad to get it. And the president is uh, behaving, you know, uh, stepping up to his responsibility to uh, to let bygones be bygones, but uh, it really is quite a contrast with the way they uh, they were dealing with the president before they needed him. So the Wuhan virus says uh, 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 racism. Elizabeth Warren took to her Twitter account and she said, "I've said it once and I'll say it again, loud enough for the White House and Fox News and everyone to hear: coronavirus does not discriminate." Bigotry against people of Asian descent is unacceptable, un-American, and harmful to our COVID-19 efforts. And you wonder, what the hell is this lunatic talking about? When people are pointing out that this virus originated in China, and they call it the Chinese coronavirus or the Wuhan virus, they're talking about the communist dictatorship in China, not a race Again and again, they always fall back on these racist tropes. Hey, we're going to run out to a break. Stick with us. We'll be right back after these messages. Mojo. Are you from California, Illinois, New York, Georgia, or any of the other 39 states that charge state income tax? Does your state claim you owe them any amount of back taxes? Or have you not filed in years? Is your heart pounding because you know they're wrong or you just don't have the money? Don't fight the state income tax board alone. The tax doctor is here to help you. The state is much more aggressive than the IRS in collecting taxes. They have the power to take your home, your car, your driver's and business licenses, even garnish your wages, freeze your bank accounts, and go after your spouse. Solve all your income tax problems permanently and keep more of your hard-earned money. Make this 100% guaranteed risk-free call right now. 800-631-9241. 800-631-9241. That's 800-631-9241. Well, when you turn on the news now, all you see is coronavirus all the time. And a lot of a lot of uh, news stories uh, are are just being pushed entirely off the coverage. Last week, it turns out that the United States was able to kill uh, one of the major um, revolutionary guard commanders for the Iranians. His name is 
Samand Moshendani. Samand Moshendani. And uh, this was in response to uh, some some uh, a war or some uh, combat over in Iraq. And the U.S. had launched strikes against this, these Iranian-backed militias after the militia attacked and killed two U.S. soldiers and one Iraqi soldier. According to uh, Kurdistan News 24, U.S. jets bombed the headquarters of the Popular Mobilization Front, located about 60 miles southwest of Baghdad, and killed 18 Iranian-backed militia members, including this Revolutionary Guard uh, commander that was uh, had taken the, the place of the, uh, the previous commander after he was killed in that, uh, that drone uh, strike against Soleimani. So while all of this is going on, the president is continuing to degrade Iran's uh, grip on uh, on Iraq. There's another story that uh, is a really huge story that's not getting much coverage at all. But uh, any other time, it 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 would uh, it would be amazing. There are swarms of locusts, uh, billions and billions of them that are moving up through the eastern part of uh, Africa and moving into South Asia, it's, it's going to affect Iran as well. The worst in, uh, infestation of locusts in, in uh, almost a half a century. And it is completely wiping out crops and, and, uh, prompting famines, uh, where it goes. It, uh, it's also, uh, expected to at some point, uh, affect Israel as well. So there's going to be major uh, famines uh, resulting for from a, a biblical uh, level swarm of locusts. We've got pestilence, and now we've got uh, locusts. The Democrats are taking the opportunity of the coronavirus to push out a lot of their um, inconvenient stories. Uh, recently, we've learned that the prosecution, the Department of Justice, and the Michael Flynn case have lost the records that they were basing their prosecution on. And this is uh, thanks to Sidney Powell, who has uh, decided to you know, fight this prosecution. And the president, in response or in light of the fact that the Department of Justice can no longer find the documents they need to convict General Powell is uh, the president is considering a pardon, and I I just think that that can't happen soon enough. Should have happened a year ago or more. It's an absolute outrage that the uh, FBI is now claiming that they have lost these records in this electronic age where these things were copied uh, digitally and spread all across the Department of Justice. Is it believable? Do you really believe? that they have lost these records. I don't believe it for a second. I think it shows uh, a malicious prosecution and the judge in this case, if he, if he were, um, you know, really protecting the rule of law would dismiss these cases, uh, these charges. Mm -mm Also, uh, on a related case to the Russiagate hoax, 
uh, the Department of Justice uh, prosecutors, the same prosecutors that uh, that were uh, going after Roger Stone, have dropped their case with regard to the the uh, social media campaign that the Russians were supposed to have coordinated to elect Donald Trump. The the whole story was always a hoax. You can get away with these hoaxes when you don't have a critical media. But a U.S. district judge in Washington, Dabney Frederick, on Monday, entered a motion granting the Department of Justice motion to, to dismiss a case against Concord Management and Consulting. They were one of the uh, defendants that the Department of Justice had charged with this social media campaign. They had charged them, believing that they would never have to prove their allegations in court. But to everybody's surprise, Concord showed up in uh, in court and uh, and challenged the uh, the indictment. And that uh, that set off a long round of cover-ups and uh, refusing to comply with uh, lawful subpoenas by the Department of Justice. And now they're saying that, uh, well, we're going to dismiss the charges because if we shared this information that we're basing these prosecutions on, it would uh, compromise sources and methods. So that's a major story. The, the one case where the Department of Justice had a chance to prove these indictments that were brought by Mueller's team, the very one case that they were uh, called on to put up or shut up, they have now dropped the charges. And that that whole social media campaign uh, was a lie to begin with. Uh, Yes, there was a troll farm in uh, St. Petersburg, Russia, that spent about $100,000 during the campaign on social media ads. Who they were working for is is not clear, but there are a lot of people, including uh, American political actors, that regularly hire these um, troll farms in Eastern Europe and Russia to attack their opponents. And in this case, that $100,000 was almost evenly divided between pro Hillary ads and anti-Hillary ads and pro-Trump ads and anti-Trump ads. The campaign was seized on by the deep state as proof that Russia was supporting the Trump um, candidacy. It was all a lie to begin with, and now the only chance the Department of Justice had to, to prove it, they have dismissed the case. Andrew Gillum. You might remember that name. He was the the Democrats' uh, darling child down here in Florida. They he was uh, he was a George Soros puppet that they were uh, grooming as uh, as the next governor of the state of Florida, and he came within about a point and a half of winning that election. He has now um, entered rehab <laughs> after. Uh, having been caught in a Miami hotel room by the Miami-Dade Police Department with a male prostitute and uh, bags of methamphetamine. He he uh, was disoriented and th- throwing up at the time. The, uh, the local 
uh, police did not arrest him. I guess they have gotten the word that you're not allowed to arrest a Democrat politician. But Gillum is a former mayor of Tallahassee. He uh, he has been spoken of as a possible uh, governor of Florida and uh, and someday a presidential candidate. He was going to be the successor to Barack Obama. He said, since my race for uh, governor ended, I fell into depression that led to alcohol abuse. And he's now pledging to heal fully and show up in the world as a more complete person. According to police and fire rescue crews, they were called to the Miami Beach Hotel about 1 a.m. on Friday regarding a suspected drug overdose. Police say Gillum and two other men were in the hotel room and unable to communicate due to their intoxicated state. Police say one of the men uh, came into the hotel room and found Gillum and Travis Dyson, a a, uh, male prostitute and porn actor, 30 years old, under the influence of an unknown substance. They began chest compressions on Dyson and and, uh, took him to the hospital, and they allowed Gillum to, to... returned to his room. Gillum's got a long history of, uh, of ethics violations. And now one of the fair haired child children of, uh, George Soros and the Democrat, uh, establishment has, uh, has been caught with, uh, with methamphetamine and a male prostitute. Over at Fox News, they have suspended uh, Trish Reagan's show and Kennedy's show uh, for coronavirus coverage. I think they're trying to depoliticize this as much as possible. Trish Reagan and uh, Kennedy were both sort of political polemicists, and uh, they say they're going to assign those resources to coverage. So we'll try to fill that void right here on this show. And I want to invite you back here again tomorrow for another edition on Right Now with Jim Dawes, right here on the Mojo 5.0 Radio Network. We'll talk to you then. As you make plans this season, consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same test hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get the results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 20 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. That's questcovid19.com. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details.